Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to our show. Y'all, this week and for the next two weeks, we will be doing something a little different here on Unestablished. Uh, We are going to be uh, hosting solo with our own uh, special guests. And today, this is Constance, by the way, if y'all didn't recognize my voice, I would hope you did this sultry Southern. But if you didn't, this is Constance and I'm starting this off. And um, today I am blessed to be speaking with my dear cousin, love of my life, Miss Robin Folks, who's been an educator for 17 glorious years. She's a mother of two gorgeous, independent, young people out here in this world. Um, and she's also an entrepreneur, y'all. Um, and she's starting her new business called Rebranding with Robin, which is an organizing business, which we'll get into more later. I'll let her explain. And you know what? She is like <laughs> my spirit animal. And um, she truly brought me out of my show when I was in college and l- taught me how to just be my fucking self. So without further ado, Ms. Robin, folks, come on to the mic gear. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for having me, Constance. Oh, hell yeah, girl. I am so happy that you were um, able to do this and able to speak with me today. Oh, gosh, anything for you. I'm so proud of you and your friends for, you know, stepping out and having this podcast and just being real with women um, of all ages, colors, I'm sure, occupations, backgrounds, um, and just talking about some real shit. Because um, yeah. it's some stuff to talk about. And it's in a safe place. Um, and you all bring people on who are just very, you know, intuitive and insightful. And that just bring, you know, really good um, information. So for me, I feel like it's an honor. Because for me, I'm, I'm just living <laughs> my life. And I'm every day. And I'm an educator. And I unapologetically live my life. So, right. you know, yeah. Thank you for letting me come on and share. You know. Hell yeah, girl. I really, I always wonder what you think when you do listen. So it's going to be really cool to um, have the conversation, <laughs> you know, with you and be on the show. So mm-hmm. I would love for you to do it with us. You know, we're all together. Oh, most definitely. Well, let's get into this wine, honey. Okay. So I'm going to preface this by saying now, usually <laughs> I am not a Chardonnay drinker. Like honey, when I go to the store, I skip past that Chardonnay section, but I bought it because I said, well, you know what? She likes this. She's she's hard down about it. I'm going to go buy this shit and I'm going to try it again. I don't hate it. So go ahead and introduce it, girl. All right. We are drinking this afternoon. Day drinking. I love it because I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a bottle of 2020. Um, I don't know what year yours is. I know a 2018 was really good. It was a 2022. Yeah. yeah. Like good stuff. Just, yeah. just good stuff. I love the way it rolls off my tongue. I love the aftertaste. I love the, just the hints of everything in my mouth. But I've been drinking this wine for um, quite a while, and it's definitely my favorite. I'll be trying with the no stem wine glasses, but I just can't. I just can't. So I listen, I graduated to a a, a stemless glass when my um, bladder started to give. Because it's real hard to put that glass down quick and get to the restroom. I have broken <laughs> some stems. So now we just, just no stem. This is good. It's better than a red top. It's better than a red top. I fucking yeah. love it. And they're so, they're so classy. And they have the best little sayings. Like, they honestly look better when they are um have designs on them. It just works better with a stemless than it does a stem. I'm not going to hold that, you know. Yeah. I think all of mine say something. Just because my name is. It's my water. I have water and wine. Got to balance. Got to have that balance. Because day drinking will fuck you right up. Like, we'll be taking a whole nap after this. So we're talking about changes today. And I know that's a very broad topic. But especially when it comes to changes with age. When did you start becoming, like, very very adamant about knowing what you wanted and how, you know, you wanted things to go. And I don't mean just in, you know, like romantic relationships, but just with relationships with people, because I know I'm starting to feel that shift 
where I'm getting to a point where I just, baby, either we're going to be cool or we ain't. Like, I'm going to put you in a specific box because I don't have time to people please like that. Like, the only people that I'm trying to please are, like, really close family members. And even then, it's like, there are boundaries here. I love you, um, but I don't think I'm comfortable with that. So, like, when, when do you feel like you got to that point where you were kind of like, you know what, This is these are the things that I need. So at 48, I can say that I've had this shift in my life twice. Okay. All right. Maybe even more when I was younger, but the ones that were really um, game changers happened Mm -hmm. around my late twenties. Okay. Um, All right. You know, I had my daughter at the time. Um, I was, you know, looking at a new relationship, you know, wanting more. So at that time, my non-negotiables were solid. Nothing was fluid. Everything was solid. Um, And that was the first stage. Then I had my marriage. You know, we Mm -hmm. did what we could do. It wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be. And so I've had another change in my life. So now at 48, this is really like about 45, 46. That's when it really started to be in that shift in my mindset to where I'm so different from that person I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the relationship with my mother mm. and I grew up in a, you know, a nuclear family, mother, father, my father passed at 18, you know, uh, you know, all yeah, of that yeah. played a part in, in that. So even in my twenties, my mom and I weren't exactly where we needed to be, but now as a grown woman, and I, mm-hmm. sometimes I think I'm just now becoming a grown woman. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. Honestly. Um, But even the relationship with my mom, I wanted it to be so much different and so much better. And, but that was a mindset that I had to put myself into. I had to start thinking Mm -hmm. like a mother um, would think I tried to put myself in her shoes because I was raising children, you know, and and so I started to appreciate her so much more. And that was also a mindset when it comes to friends. I love my friends. I've had friends since sure. kindergarten that I still communicate with, but do I do things with all of them? No. There are some friends that came about in my twenties, my thirties, who I no longer talk to. Why? Because your vision is not my vision. Yes, very much so. Um, your mindset is not my mindset. Yes, you are very successful, but sure. when it comes to maybe some personal things or some character things, I, I'm not going down that road. That that's not for me. Yeah. Anymore. Can we talk on the phone? Yeah. Can we sure. kick it every now and again? Yeah. I'm not traveling with you. I'm not telling you my secrets. Ew. You know? Yes. I mean, it, it's just different because you want to, right now in my life, I want to be in a specific room or I'm in a specific room. Mm-hmm. And if you don't belong in that room, then I, you just can't join me. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with that. I think that's that's true growth right there. When you just... You figured out what you want, at least in certain aspects, you know, and you, you're not being nasty to anyone. You're not disparaging what they got going on. Right. And so, and also for me is being very intentional in everything that I do. Mm. It's not just haphazard that I go out and I talk to people and I meet people. I'm very intentional because I don't have time for trash. I have seen, I have more than likely seen most of my, you know, sunrises and sunsets. You know, so the rest of these have got to be amazing. Every right. day has got to be amazing. Yes, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. when I wake up in the morning, you know, first I thank God, put my feet on the floor, you know, make sure my chap is all right. When she'll answer the phone or send me a text back. Leave my baby alone. To make sure she's supposed to be <laughs> what she's supposed to be. Um, you know, I talk to my mom every morning. Yes. You know, uh, just all those things. And I just start my day on a positive note. Even if the end of the day before was crappy, today is always a new day. So every day is, you know, great intention, you know, for me just to have the best day. I love that. You know, I mean, like, and and when I say intention, that means it's not like you just walking down the street and, you know, the song's playing in the background, the butterflies. You really have to, you're dipping and dodging some stuff. Right. Some folk and some people. Yeah. I mean, even at work. Oh, oh, no, not today. You're not getting in my spirit. Right. You honestly have to. And you have to be able to, at this age in my life, I have to be intentional and I have to be able to um, discern. I have to have discernment in everything. 
Absolutely. And everything. Yes. My friend from 10 years ago during my marriage, you know, we were great. We could kick it. You were an escape for me. But right now, you're number trouble. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Oh, shit. Oh, that's like that Jill Scott shit she said. I like that. And you can tell me what to do. You can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. I like that. You can't change people around you, but you can change the people people around you. Bitch. I I love that. And and unapologetically, I I do just that. Yeah, but you have to. You have to. But you kind of have to. I can't change who you are as a person. And I'm not looking to do that because I don't want you to try and change me. But I will pick and choose when I want to be around you, how often I want to be around you, what setting I will be right. around you in, baby, because you don't deserve my energy all the time. You right. just don't. <laughs> Period. Ooh, remember yeah. that? I do. I'm not there anymore. No. We, uh, we've graduated from then. We've elevated. Yes, dear. We've moved on in life. We've grown the fuck up because we out here got responsibilities. Exactly. And I don't mind reminiscing, but I'm not trying to live there. Not trying to live there. I can't move forward if you still stuck in your past, baby girl. I can't do exactly. that. The escape that I had with you or the fun that I had with you is no longer guiding my life. And it's not going to lead me anywhere to where I want to be. Period. 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 If it's leading you to where you want to be, then that's really good. But for me, I'm going this way. Right. You know, I, I have got to go this way because my children are what, 20 and 24? Mm-hmm. I am newly divorced. I am um, getting my financial literacy all together, getting myself together. Yes. You know, spiritually getting myself together. I've always had a great relationship with the Lord. I'm a believer. I'm a strong believer. Um, yes, girl. You know, but it, it's shifted now and it's different. It, it is. is. It is very different. My prayers are so different. Mine too, honey. Listen, I'll be messing around talking to Jesus and I'll be having a whole conversation like I'm talking to you. And, I, yeah. and then I have to catch myself like, ooh, Jesus, I'm so ooh, sorry. Lord, am, I in, am I in the middle of prayer? Or are we, uh, I mean, are we right. shooting the breeze? It's right. like for real. I know you know it all, but I had to come to you directly and just to. tell you these things that are on my mind and I just right. need some guidance. I don't know what the guidance is going to be and I'm scared to ask for it because Lord right. knows he'll give it to you. And Please, you don't even... <laughs> I was at, so, and you know what? The Lord uses so many people in so many different ways. You just have no idea. Yeah, really, we have no idea. I was talking to this one guy, and he was griping. And he was like, oh, you know, I was about to buy a house, and I went to my cousin, and the one thing happened that I didn't want to happen. She went back and told the family, like, my financial business. You know, and he was like, oh, so that meant I didn't buy the house in this area. You know, now I'm here. Now I'm here. I have this vision and I'm going here. And I said, why are you mad at your cousin? That's that's family. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes family isn't, isn't right for you, but you need to find the sure. blessing in all of that. Had you bought that yes. house and you've been in this area, you wouldn't even be pursuing this dream that you just told me you were so passionate about because you might have been stuck right here. Yes. So yes. every day in my intention, even though all days aren't good, I try to find the good in everything because maybe this wasn't this wasn't for me. I wasn't right. supposed to have this because I'm going somewhere else. He's leading me. Right. These closed doors mm-hmm. are not closed doors. No. You know these are these are redirections. Period. Like he he puts that door there for other people. Yes. You right. <laughs> like Siri does when you don't Re- when you re-routing. when you miss that turn rerouting. Yes. <laughs> He's like it's he okay. Don't worry me. about it. Right. Because going this way, you don't want that. I know you thought you wanted that, but I'm going to take you down this street and we're going we gonna to cut across a few more other streets. And I promise as right. much as it seems like you, you know, you doing a whole lot of stuff to get to one place, mm-hmm. you will be so enamored by where you're going. Yeah. And even if you end up at the same place, this will be the better route for you. Mm-hmm. The better route. Listen, I wanted to do a graduate program. Um. I, what, I didn't have the undergraduate degree that they really were desiring the mm-hmm. the people to have, um, and it was in speech. That okay. door was closed, but guess what? Something else opened up. You yes. know, 
yeah. my business. I got time for that. I, you right. Know, on the weekends, I work that. But if I had taken or gone down that path, I wouldn't be on the path I am now. Period. With my business. Because I wouldn't have had yeah. the time. Very you know? true. Yeah. I'm thinking about my future. And in my mind, I felt like, okay, this is the best way for me to guarantee I have a better future. Whereas the Lord was like, uh uh-uh, let's try this. See yeah. what you can do with this. Right. You know, I, I'm handing you this and the opportunities and the people, the great women and families that I have been able to work with to help them organize their space. Listen, mm-hmm. I have been poured into so much with the conversation, you know, of the different people. Mm-hmm. These are not only black people, these are white people, you know, interracial couples, so many people. And all yes. I'm doing is going in and helping them organize their life, but they're feeding into me. But just change it, just change it in my mindset, you know, my belief pattern. I believe more now. I can't ever say that my um, faith, you know, had been wavered. It had been tested a whole lot. Oh, sure. You know, but I'm a, I'm a child of God all day, every day. Yes, Lord. He knows me. He knows that I'm some clay at 48, knocking (laughs) on 50. He is still molding me into the woman, you know, that I am, but I have no regrets whatsoever in my life because the fiber, the cloth, you know, everything that is in me has made me who I am today. Right. And without all those things, I wouldn't be where I am. You're right. Without all the heartbreak, without all the nose, without all the, you know, depression, negativity, abuse, you know, just, um, without all of that, I would not be right here. And, you know, with those changes that we have throughout life, they're so fucking necessary. We hate them when we're going through them. But, 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 you know, everyone's life is like a big quilt, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's just patches of all types of shit. And some of them are nice. Some of them are not. Some of them are ratty. Some of them are beautiful, but like, but you need those. That's your fibers. That's what's woven into you. Yeah, exactly. Like you need that to become whoever you are. Mm -hmm. And the more you just lean into it instead of trying to fight it all the time, and and try to look at it in a positive light like mm-hmm. i really wanted this to work but it didn't for whatever reason it could have been me it could have been them i don't fucking know but i can't i can't you know fuck myself up about it because depression bitch you can it's, slide down that bitch so still, quick but it's so hard to dig yourself out of that hole yeah it's, it's awful but then you have to claw your way out it's so look, hard and your claw is your is your higher belief it's mm-hmm. the Lord for me, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. That's what I believe in. Whatever yours is, those of you out there listening, make sure you have something that's greater than you that you can believe in. I anything. mean, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't matter you know, what it is, anything. And, and make sure that you are just doing what is best for you. Again, mm-hmm. there are so many people pleasers out there. I've been a people pleaser. When I was a mother, it was, not, it was not about me at all. It was about my children. It was about my husband at that time. It, nothing was about me. So I was doing everything that they needed. My husband needed something for work. I'm out there doing stuff for his, you know, for his team. It wasn't about me. It didn't matter what I had to do. My children, I'm always going to be team mom. Do I have the time to be team mom? Nope. But what was I doing? I was pleasing it. <laughs> I was team mom. Yeah. Even at work, I was on this club, that club, that committee, this committee, that committee, at work late. I mean, do you know, just why? Because I just, just pleasing everybody else, but I was exhausted. Yeah. And that's where that rabbit hole of that depression came in. Because at some point in, in my life, it was like, hmm, what I'm doing for me? <laughs> yeah. But really though, it's scary when you lose it so bad. Like you're so concerned about other people that you, you truly forget about yourself. And you don't know what you like anymore because you're here to please others and you like what they like and you do what they do. And you, you know, you immerse yourself into their lives so deep. You're like, mm. And you also will mask it and disguise it as doing God's work. Oh, God bless it. Oh, ah. this is what I'm supposed to do. So let me ask you this question. When you think about changing within like romantic relationships, because I know I speak to people who are married and of course social media doesn't 
But I used to think to myself, there's no fucking way. Why the fuck would I change myself when I get married? Like, I should be the same bitch I was when I was your <clears> girlfriend. <throat> you should be the same nigga you was when you was my boyfriend. Like, the only difference now is that we have legal shit involved. Now, I know children will obviously change you because it, it changes a lot about not only the dynamic you have with your significant other, but in the schedule you have and the, and the things that you engage in, people you meet. But like with the just a significant other, and I know you didn't go in it just with that because you both have kids. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess I wonder, I feel like a shift happened from you being single to you being married with our baby girl and with uh, your former husband and his kid, Jordan. It was a big shift. And then it was a shift with, within a shift because I didn't have Reagan until I was 27. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that was a shift. And mm -hmm. up until I had that child, I was selfish. Again, I told you in my 20s, very intentional. Mm -hmm. Knew what I wanted. Of course. You're in my life, you're not in my life. So when I had her, the shift was no longer on me. It was on her. So then when I met my um, my husband, the shift was now on the family. Because all we had to do was say I do. And we were Really, it was before we said I do. And we were a family. Yeah. So very much so a shift there. And so I was no longer selfish. It was no longer just me and Reagan. It was me, Reagan, Jordan, and my husband. Right, right, right. You know, it was a family. So things did change. Okay. It was it was no longer just what I'm going to eat or just what me and Reagan's going to eat. Now it's what's my family going to eat. Yes. Yeah. You know? okay. Yeah. I mean, everything. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm out and about. It's not just me being represented. It's not just me and my daughter being represented. Now it's me and my whole family being represented. You know, right. so the way I walked, the steps I took, the words I said, you know. Right. You yeah. know, the people that I let into my life, all of that changed, Not you know, because when you get married and I know you've heard it, when you get married, you lose friends. Really? Yeah. Some of those single friends can't make it. Damn. I mean, it makes sense. I, you know, I was close, but no cigar. Yeah. Period. So this is what I wanted to pivot to when it comes to change. The way that the dating scene <laughs> is now is such bullshit because like you said before it's got piss in it the dating pool has piss in it but like so the caliber of men that we were raised by that we know as our uncles and our daddies even if they were raggedy human beings not saying ours were but even if they had a tinge of raggedy in them they understood the assignment they knew right. I have a fucking responsibility. If I get this woman pregnant, we're going to figure it out. I'm taking care of my kid because I have to. Like, my daddy will beat my ass. My mama will cuss me out, will shame me, shun me if I don't do what I'm supposed to do as a fucking man. But we don't have men like that anymore. And the ones that we do have who are like that are already married. Are they Hello. taken? They're out, of our they're out of our dating pool. Like, they're taken already. They're spoken for. Mm -hmm. And if they're out there, it's almost like we're having to run a fucking program and train their, their asses. So, and I'll go back to what I said earlier. <clears throat> it is unfortunately normalized to be married. Yes. Have a mistress. Oh, and maybe another one. That's uh, what, what's the song? Don't keep on rolling. You need one <laughs> woman to hold you down. Another one to lift you up. Jesus. And then you need that third one who don't give a fuck. And you see everybody singing that shit like it's law, like it's one of the commandments, like it's okay. Like it's okay. It's not. That's it, the way it, we live. Look, I have a really good relationship with my ex-husband and he will talk to me and he'll be like my golfing buddy. And I'm like, I know you're just excluding yourself, but I know you went on all of this too. Right. Talking about how they have wives, they have mistresses taking care of that household. And then they're still not satisfied in running around. And so for women, it makes it very hard for women who really want to be the only one. I don't want to be number one. Yeah, I don't need if, number one. If I'm number one, that means somebody else could be number two, three, four. I want to right. be the only one. Don't call me your number one. Mm -mm. I'm the only one. The one. And so, right. So... When it comes to that, so much has changed in dating. So much has changed in what's acceptable because you have so many women out here who are willing to be number two. I can't. Who are willing to be the side chick. Who are happy to be it. Who are proud to be that. So that makes it hard for those of us who don't want to put up with it. I'm on the dating app. Listen. 
Oh God! What are they never are you on? Your ass. Look, I'm just gonna say I'm on Facebook dating app okay. because I just okay. I refuse to pay for garbage anyway. But I just kind of feel like it's really hard to even have conversations with men, and yeah. and so I have shared my number. We'll have one good conversation. But once I start to ask you those probing questions about like, um, I, I like to ask this question, and I got this from a video off TikTok actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you were not to make another dime today. How yeah. much longer could you maintain your lifestyle? Uh-oh. Like I'm asking you those questions. I'm asking you, is there anyone else out there who can say that they're trying to build on a relationship with you? It's a true question. It, you so know, I, I want to know because I just need to know those things because I'm dating with a purpose and the purpose is not to be your number two, three, four, five, six, or seven. I don't. And listen, and if that's what you want, then that's what you need to say. I, I wasted Period. five yes. months. I wasted five months of my life on someone who said this is what they wanted, but that's not that wasn't it. I, so listen, this was a man, and so when I look at dating apps or when I look at your profile, I really look at pictures just to see yes. where you are, to see your body language and your stance. Because for me, you can tell a lot about the way a man stands, what he even puts out there to the world. Yeah. He didn't have anything on his profile. And I went back and looked. He didn't have anything on his profile about what he was looking for, which was fine because I didn't have anything on mine. But when we first started and we talked, of course, I'm asking those questions. And he was like, yeah, I'm dating with a purpose. I don't want to be alone. He's 50. He's like, I'm looking for someone to spend the rest of my life with. These are the things that I'm looking for. You have all those things that I'm looking for. All right. And I mean, this is once we're in it. Yeah. we're talking. You know, and things are unfolding, you know. And I was a big question when he didn't want to ask a whole bunch of questions. He was like, things will unfold. So, you know, I'm going to tell you what you need to what you need to know, whatever. But, yeah, so then I went there once and I saw a T-shirt in the drawer, some condoms. I was like, oh. Wait a minute, nigga. Wait a minute. I didn't say anything. I don't like confrontation. But I left the drawer open and I just left. And I was like, mm, let's see what happened. He didn't say nothing about it. But it was still, what we doing? Come back. Let's, we doing this, 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 and that. And of course, I'm having a good time. I like it. You know, we, we're doing the things. I mean. Sure, sure, yeah. And then I, I want to be out of here. Yes, I want to be outside. He never. And so we did have conversation. And again, it was like, yes, we are together you we are dating each other exclusively that this is what we're doing i'm dating you and you're dating me are you dating anyone else right that, i should have asked that question again so it was one of the last times i went over there he had a bottle of wine in his refrigerator and it was a chardonnay and i had a glass of it he was like oh you found some wine in there i was like yeah and he was like i got a couple of other bottles in the bottom part of my refrigerator and I was like, no, this was the one that was, you know, in the top part. And I said, I didn't know you drank wine like this. And he was like, oh, not everybody I entertain likes just juice. What that the was fuck? the red flag that I just did not see. Like, and it was so, and I was just like, when relationships go bad, I just always feel like I'm the one who hurts the worst. You know, yeah. men will sit up here and be like, men hurt too, blah, 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 whatever. You ain't hurt, but you're able to compartmentalize shit and move forward. But for me, my emotions kick in and it's not that easy. It, it's just, it's just not that easy. It does make me sad to think how, why men do that, do the things that they do. And yes, they do compartmentalize, but they've been taught to do that shit. We haven't, but we still get like slapped down about how we feel. Right. I want, I want a man who is strong enough. So that all I have to do is exude my feminine energy. That's it. But right. I can still handle business when I need to. But when it comes sure. down to me and you, I just want to be feminine. That's it. And it's been a shift. Too many over time. The change is women have to be strong all the time. Women have to take on the role that the men are not taking on. Whether you are single, you're taking it on. Whether you are dating, you're taking it on. And whether you are married, you are taking it on because there are too many men out here who are not doing it. It is more than just paying the bills. It is. It's more, it's more than, than just, just monetary. Making the money. 
It has to do with the safety and security. It has to do with you protecting me. It has to do with you fighting for my honor. It has to do with you making me feel special. Yeah. I mean, it has like, to do with all of that, making me feel secure and special and making me feel like it's okay to show that feminine energy. Truly, though. And, and you know what? I would love to just be able to blame social media. I would love to be able to blame, like, the entertainment industry. But at the end of the day, everybody does exactly what they want to do and they're intentional about the things that they do. You allow yeah. stuff into your spirit and into your life. There are so many couples out there who are fighting to keep all of that out because the union that they have with each other is sacred. Right. And protected at all yeah. costs. So it's, it can be done. It can. You have to find someone who wants to do it. Right. And that's men and women. Sorry, because we got some trash out here in women too. Sorry, yes. not sorry. Like not- talking to the young women that I work with, Robin, it is truly fucking scary. We all live by what we have been taught and the examples that we saw. But it's kind of like, it's kind of getting crossed over and mixed up. If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. And listen, and I've even, I've made changes in my mindset as far as dating goes in the sense because I recognize that the dating pool has piss in it shit. now and and I <laughs> sorry has shit and piss in it. in it I mean it's a straight up toilet so yeah. you know after a while when I realized I wanted more I was like you know what I'm not gonna sweat this whole first date thing it can be as chill as it needs to be we could go to a right. park. I would be fine if we don't even spend money. I think I honestly would love it if we don't spend money because I want to see how creative you are. I 100% understand what you're saying because it is a new trend when you're out here in the dating world not to go on a full first date. It mm-hmm. is to meet at a coffee shop or a bar or a park. Right. So, yes, if I go to a coffee shop, I, shop, I get there first or I get there after you. I'm going to go through the line, get my coffee, then sit with you. So, yes. I get that. But once we actually have determined after that first interview that it's going to yes. be a second interview, th- okay, that's when I'm. it's going to yes. be a little more, something of more substance, um, something a little For more sure. traditional. Right, because you, we both made the decision right. that a date, a true date, a serious date, right. in the hopes of becoming exclusive because we're getting to know each other and want to move forward in life. Because right. when, like you said, when I date, I date serious. And if you're not trying to help me elevate, if you're not bringing anything to me, if I can't have all of my feminine energy come out with you, then you're not for me. I was, this is Guy. I've known him for years. Mm -hmm. We both have something in common. We do the same thing um, um, over the summer. And so I've known him for years. This summer was a little different. I had an opportunity to sit and talk to him a little more. And so it was something there. So we were trying yeah. to move on this thing, right? <clears throat> and just having talks and conversations. Um, and we were talking this morning. And so I have an opportunity next Friday um, to be in the room with some really great women. To be oh, able wow. to take rebrand to Robin and show her off. And to speak yes. life into her and yes. to meet some people and, you know, yeah. all in one space to be in this room, right. you know? And so my child got a great accomplishment. <laughs> she did some good mm-hmm. stuff. Also next Friday, it's like a, not a big ceremony, but like something. And she's like, oh, mom, I would love it if you would come. And so... I talked to her about it. I always, I'm always there for her. She knows that she comes from a village, a mother, a family who always has her back. She knows this. 
So I'm talking to this guy about it. And, you know, just talking, just talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, you better be there for your baby. <laughs> what? But that wasn't the decision I had made. I felt like I know my child knows that she's loved. I am always there yeah. for her. Yes, this is one of many accomplishments that she's already had that I've been there for. Not going to be her last, but no. I have an opportunity yes. to where I can get my brand out there and known, which could prayerfully potentially be prosperous for me, which is going to bring some generational wealth for her. her. Right. Not and, and even before the generational wealth, just some more uh, wealth for her now for, for me to support her and provide her with some things. Absolutely. And he didn't see that. And so for me, that is where, and I get family, but I have put in the work and it's, it's not an ounce of anything in my child or either of my children where they can say, no. my mama doesn't support me and no. my mama doesn't love me. Could never say that ever in their lives, ever. But he didn't understand where I was going and what I'm driven and what I'm desired, desiring to do, where I'm going with this. So for Still, me, that kind of mindset. Yeah. I was like, he, he clearly doesn't know you at all. Right. Right. And that's what okay. I'm saying. I said, I've always been there for her. And he yeah. was like, if it was my daughter, I would have to be there. Okay, great. That's you. All of this goes also with changes. We're talking about changes. So yeah, the changes yeah. in me and my daughter's relationship. Uh-huh. She was like, mama, go. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. She, I have always been her supporter and her advocate. But guess what? In this She's moment, a rider for you too. she is a rider for me too. Me not being there, she knows I'm still there. Yes. I may not be there in the physical, but she is such a, a, a supporter of me until she's like, oh no, mama, go. Go to this event. You know, get rebranded with Robin out there. You know, talk to these women. Pass out your cards. Let them know what she was like. Go, mama. It'll be performance. Yes. I know you love me. So just the shift and the change in that relationship, so uh, beautiful. But to him, you don't understand that and you don't understand where I'm coming from as a strong woman and trying to build right. something. Build something. We got to sacrifice something. I am not yeah. sacrificing my child and her happiness because I've no. already laid the foundation and she knows that she is loved. It, it ain't even about that. So after discussing your change in your relationship with Reagan, I wonder, so like how or did a shift or a change come with your son Jordan after the divorce? And what does that look like um, for, you know, for your family now? We, my, my ex-husband and I, like when, when I first left, it was like we could not even be in the same room with each other. Damn. Like we still tried to do the things that we did for the kids because their birthdays are a week apart. The dinners were, it was so much tense, tension. And I'm, you got to cut it with yeah. a fucking Q-tip. It, I mean, it, it, you, you, it was so much. It, yeah. it was just all over. Do you know that we have changed so much and we have matured so much until we are the best parents and the best at co-parenting? Wow. That's amazing though. Such a change. We went back to what we started with and that was being friends. Goddamn. See, oh, that yes. kind of full circle. That full yes. circle thing with us. Yes. yes. So we're at a point now to where every year when Reagan goes to school, and this has been like the past three years, we take her to school together. Mm-hmm. We stay the night uh, we're we're together. I know one year um, my bestie was with us, but we always have two beds. Never any funny business because we're friends. That part yeah. of us is over. That didn't work. It was some other stuff to wear irrepar- irreparable damage. We'll never be yeah. there again. Yeah. But we do this for our kids. That is beautiful, bro. Take her to school, spend the night, make sure she's okay the next morning, and then we come home. We get to do that. We're going to see Jordan by the end of the year. We're going to San Diego. 
I know that's together. gonna be so much fun. I love that. But together I love that. Family. Do you know how much growth that is for us? Yes. How much change that is for us. But you know what? With growth comes wisdom, maturity. And at this point in my life, I put myself first, but I put my family first too. And there's no family without Reagan, without Jordan, without him. Yes. And he will never be excluded. Anybody else coming in? Gonna have to understand that. Whining with wine. Tell me your grievances. Whining with wine, girl. What is on your mind? Tell me what's on your mind. Um, okay, so we had a great segment talking yes. about changes, and I think we hit on changes um, with our parents earlier. And I shared how the um, relationship with my mom changed from when I was younger to once I had my child, you know, and then even now, how I want to be even closer to her. She's presently 77 years old mm-hmm. and she has seen the majority of her sunrises and sunsets. Yeah. Um, my mother has an estate. She has property. She has things that, you know, need to be taken care of. And right. she has two children that she will leave them to. So right. I'll say this, we have to have, and I bring it up quite often. She's a little reluctant to it, but we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. And, and unfortunately two of her, eldest siblings have passed on oh yes Lord. you know and those two had their shit together no <laughs> problems with the states right you know wishes were taken care of yes. whereas my mom not so much i have read so many different books but it ain't a book out there that prepares you on how the roles will change not that i have read if it is y'all let me know Robin mm-hmm. folks at Yahoo, send me an email. <laughs> you want to hit me up on Instagram. You can do my business page at Rob at, at rebrand with Robin or at Robin folks on Instagram. Let me know. But I haven't read anything that fully prepares me for what I'm going through now, which is having the, these conversations with my mother about her wishes. Yeah. Um, the roles are reversing. Mm. I am now the one that is kind of having to be the parental figure when it comes to this. I'm the one who's having to push for it. You know, I'm the one who's having to keep up with doctor's appointments, keep up with medications, asking the questions, you know, you know, calling her doctor's office to get clarity on some things because she is not articulating exactly what I, I need to know. So the roles are kind of reversing because there she's old and our parents do get mm-hmm. old. I mean, mm-hmm. she's blessed to, for right now, still have all of her faculties, but she has heart disease. You know, she's had triple bypass, stents and all three bypasses. She has a pacemaker, you know, borderline with cholesterol, all these things. And from what we know from my immediate family, Things can happen because my father died at an early age. He had two strokes, you know, at an even earlier age, you know, so just having those conversations, that is what is on the forefront of my mind with my mother. So I'm trying to build our relationship so that these changes are more of a partnership than they are just a a role reversal. Absolutely. And I love that. And to to partner with her and and say, well, mommy, you know, we've talked about this before, but we really need to, you know, go ahead and see, you know, about the house, you know, Mm -hmm. what other, the other property you have, you know, what is going to happen there. We need to get our names on it. And she has, she's done some great work. Like she's put our names on her, you know, accounts, you know, which is a step, but we need to go ahead, you know, with the house and then, you know, the other family property, all of those things need to happen and you try to do it in the most dignified way because these are still your parents. Right. Yeah. And you do not want to be disrespectful and I do not want it to come across as I am telling her what to do or I'm demanding yeah. that. Um, but I, I want her wishes to be respected. Mm-hmm. And it's uncomfortable. And I always have to preface our conversations with 
I think you're going to live 20 more years. Yeah. It, but yes, sure. this just needs to be done because I want your wishes to be respected and I want them all to be done. So that is, re- and that's really hard for me. Whenever we have those conversations, I hang up the phone and I instantly get emotional because I know that. Yeah. At some point. The day will come when, when I don't talk to her in the morning because I talk to her every morning. Oh, and, you know, but when that happens, you know, I just want whatever she wants to be, you know, follow through with. Um, but those, those are things that, you know, and it's on my mind. And you just have to have those conversations because no one lives forever. The only thing we're guaranteed of when we come into this world is that we are going to die. Yeah. That's the only guarantee we have. Yeah. Everything else (laughs) is, is our intention and our purpose and what we value and and what we make of it um, as far as our life is concerned. So that's one of those things that's on my mind and it's been on my mind and, you know, and that's something that, you know, as, as a middle-aged person, that's what we're faced with, you know, as we change in our lives. And that's something that we don't even think about. You know, we sit up here and think about, you know, sexual stuff and relationships. Yeah, I'm not trying to think about that. We don't think about, you know, the, the, our parents and what we do with them. You know, if, if we're even blessed enough to have this on our plates at this age. Truly, true shit. You know, so you just, you just, you just do that, but you have to be responsible and you, you have to be in control, um, with that kind of stuff. So that is one of the changes in life that is, um in my control, but out of my control. I, I just don't know. Um, I know it'll happen. And I've been through it already, but it doesn't make it any easier oh, to have to no. go through it. Right. But with my father, it was very abrupt and I was very young. Yes. Right. And this you, is you know with what, my mother. Was, I had to say burden, but that wasn't put on you then. You know, right. because your mother had to deal with that. You were still a child. Right. You were right. out of high school at the time. So it wasn't, right. it wasn't expected for you to do anything about that. Right. But yeah, so that's what, that's one of those things. So your wonderful listeners out there, if you know of any literature that's going to help me get through this or something that I can share with some of my other friends, because we have these conversations, listen, uh, and this is kind of off topic, but relationships and then conversations with your friends, ladies, get ready. Because it goes from, ooh, child, last night at the club to, ooh, child, I can barely get out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's fucked up like you go from having theme music to sound effects. Let me tell you. Bitch. <laughs> we, we recorded earlier this morning. We talked about the misconceptions of adulthood. Ooh. We were like. <laughs> Adulting is ghetto. And it's, it's the only hood I've ever lived in. And honey, I don't want to live. I just can't. So when you talked about parenthood, I was like, no, bitch. I don't want to live there. I'm scared. I'm fearful as fuck. But it was so funny because I don't have big titty problems. You do because you've had a kid. And you know, in our family, on both sides, when y'all when y'all fuck around and have kids, you go from having no titties or little Yeah, titties, to having some boobies. Huge titties, huge boobies. So you can resonate with this. I couldn't. But they were like, you know, I had to put my titties on the table to find some relief. <laughs> and I was like, I never felt that because I haven't had kids. Like, And I know that's how my body is. That's how Deborah right. was. Deborah had no titties, no ass, no body, no right. nothing until she but popped. She, popped out. she got thick, and then, and, and, then then right. and then Doug, she got even thicker. So, <laughs> and I keep trying to tell her she's not fat, and I, sometimes she really pisses me off because I'm like, sweetheart, I have yet to do what you did. I, I understand that you're not happy with your body, and that's okay. But, you know, you, you've been saying these things for years. And I'm not telling you to work out. I'm not telling you to do whatever. But I promise you, you're not that. You're doing good things. You are a beautiful fucking woman. And I don't know how to tell you this. Like, I wish that I was your best friend and not just your daughter. I wish that I hadn't been your seed because, bitch, I would build you up so hard. Like, my mother is a beautiful fucking woman. And oh, I really and she wish she felt that. Oh, my God. The beauty. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish she felt that. She just don't. And it hurts me. It hurts me that she don't. That's a, But that's a woman thing. That's a, it is. That's a it woman is. thing. <sighs> that, is a woman, that is a woman thing. Whether you are a mother or you're not, you are your biggest critic and yeah. your body. So, and let me say this. 
also in changing, yeah. I'm still worried about what I look like on the outside because I want to, I want to attract, I, I want you to, you know, yeah. I want to be attractive. Right. You are my, my mental. Oh, that's what fucks you up. My, my mental will get at me when it comes to that, but I'm also strengthening my mental in other ways that if you can look past my body, you're going to fall in love with my mind. Period. You're gonna fall in love with my personality. You're going to fall in love with my spirit. You're going to fall in love with the way I fall in love with you. You're going to fall in love with the way I uplift yes. you. You know, you're going to fall in love with my words, my thoughts, Hell yeah. my prayers. Yes, I mean, just, girl. It's so much more than the outside. But as a woman, that outside matters. It does. It, does. it matters. Truly, though. It, it does. But just that trend. Because when you're younger, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, ooh. You know, but when you get older and, gra- gra- and gravity happens. Terrible. You know, gravity <laughs> happens. I know. But yeah, and, and that is something that you're dealing with, a shift in your relationship with your mother. It is. And it's it's hurtful to me. So, like, I, I wanted to talk about the whole same thing you talked about. But, like, it's very strange to have shifted. And I'm not upset about it. So, like, my wine, I guess, is really me. It's just being, it's uh, sort of being in a strange space with my parents because as I've gotten older, I'm to a point where like they're my friends, like they really are my best fucking friends. Like we have conversations. I don't care. We don't have to spend money. Like we could literally just stay in my apartment, you know, get coffee, eat something, drink a little bit, go down to a pool. Like it it really doesn't take much. I just need them there. Right. I just need them there. Just like I need you here. So the same way you and I, the same way you and I kicked it at our pool when you came down, like, I don't need anything. You, we can kick it, get fucked up. I can Uber eat some ramen and we're good. Like, I don't need anything else. I just want you here. Like, I love you. I don't need to do shit. I don't need to spend tons of money. Right. But to think about that and to think about how close I've gotten with them, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I hate being so emotional. That's okay, honey. Do it. But to think about how long it took to get to be so cool with them, you know, yeah, yeah. to be so comfortable and be friends, yeah. to know that they're really on their way out. Because every time my my daddy goes somewhere, he's like, "Oh, you know, the will is here, and you know how to take care of shit." And I'm like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about you. Something terrible happening. You're going on vacation, bro. <laughs> you need to be thinking about how much fun you're gonna have and how much money you're gonna spend. Don't don't call me thinking about telling me where the what's in the safe for me to put here and do there and I've laid everything out for you. I don't wanna think about that shit. Your father is a man and a protector. Your father listen. And I know you don't want to have those conversations, but you thank the Lord that you are able to have them. He is still here. That He is taking care of you. He will take care of you from the grave whenever that happens. He is a true provider. He makes you feel secure. And th- that's everything that we've talked about when it comes to these men. They're not men like that. But that's a problem with me, Robin. I keep I keep telling my mama she's like so high. So high, bro. I keep telling my mama she's like, Oh, how's your day in life? It's trash, sweetie. There's (laughs) (laughs) shit in the day. But you have found someone. You have. Yeah. But I you know, but what beforehand I used to tell her it's trash. I want you to look at your fucking husband. I want you to understand men like him are not out here like that. And if they are, they're not here for me. They're already with women and I ain't nobody's side chick. I'm not a second place bitch. I've never been that way. And I'm still not that way. I'm not a side chick. And I don't want to be. That's not who I am. Nothing about me is side chick, sweetheart. My mouth is way too fucking loud my stance is way too fucking strong and i will not bitch i'm more than happy to be single mm-hmm. at the end of the day yes. this fucking hands work i can buy a vibrator i can buy a dildo i will make myself happy bitch i have somebody i will fucking marry out of necessity 
I will marry. I've already made a pact with a woman to marry her at forty. If neither one of us is, <laughs> I've made the pact. If both of us are still single at forty, I'm getting married, and I know who I'm getting married to. Oh my god! But we are going to be financially secure with each other. Right. I will right. not. Because there are legal, there are legal benefits to being married and same yes. sex whatever that you can get. I ain't mad at you. That sounds like a plan. Let me call my bestie, Renata. I'm calling you. Call Renata. Call Renata. Listen, you only have to be married on paper. You can still fuck whoever you want to. Right, right. But listen, we already talked about it. We already talked yeah. about age. We buying a house together. You have your side. I have mine. We gonna work it out. We gonna That's make sure it. our floor plan has two master bedrooms. Two master suites and maybe maybe two that's bedroom but one is enough because not that many people come to see us <laughs> no they're not i got you don't need I to be over here you on that. I, yeah i got you on that have a plan have yeah a plan. absolutely you so like know, you never know what's gonna happen changes are gonna happen your plan could your plan could change it did yeah but have a plan, something that you're working towards and something that you're looking forward to. Oh and- my, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, we have come to an end. Lord have mercy. We talked about so many things and this was yeah. so enjoyable. My goodness. I'm so thankful again that I've been able to be blessed enough to have my one of my favorite fucking cousins. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, you just don't understand the level of love I have for this woman. And I want to make her eyes sweat, but she was literally my ride or die when I first moved to Columbia, when I didn't know nobody, when I didn't, you know, I knew I had family there, but I wasn't sure who I could lean on like that. Robin was my homie, my, my friend, and she's, she's never stopped being that. And she's really, truly part of the reason that I am the way that I am. So thank her for, for, for bringing me to you. Okay, because she's a straight shooter, as you've been able to hear. I love her. I love her daughter. She is a light of my life. She was a niece before I ever had a niece. And uh, I'm just so thankful that you were able to come here today and talk with me and share your wisdom and insight with me about the changes that we go through in life. My goodness. Um, So Robin has explained how um, you can find her on um, social media platforms. You want to explain again one more time? Um, so social media, my regular Instagram is robin.folks, F-O-U-L-K-S. My business Instagram, which is an organizing business, um, up and coming. Um, work with already some great people um, and looking forward to working with some more great people who need some organization in their life just to make things functional. Um, I'm your girl if you need it. Um, it's rebrand with Robin, R-O-B-Y-N. Um, I'm on Facebook, which is Robin Folks Washington, hyphenated Folks Washington on Facebook. Give me a friend request. You know, I don't post much, but when I post stuff, it's funny as hell or even sexy <laughs> as hell, whatever you want it to be. Um, but yeah, Constance, I just love what you all are doing. And I know I said it at the beginning. And I also want to say this to you. <clears throat> that I think the three of you are great together, but I honestly think that you all individually doing, you know, your segments is going to allow your, your listeners to kind of get a little closer to you. Yeah. You know, because I know you all play off of each other, but you know, this is giving you all an opportunity to just let your own personality shine and for everybody to fall in love with you all all over again. Mm-hmm. And then as individuals. So I want to say kudos for that. Cause a lot of times you have like groups who are scared to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to be able to showcase your own personality that right there in itself is growth within the group to be able to trust each other to, okay, well this yeah. is her time. Let me let her shine. Yeah. And then it'll be my time. So yeah. You know, and that also, it speaks volumes with each of your, you know, self-worth, you know, to be able to do that. You're confident. Like, I know my girl got it. Then when it's my turn, I'm going to got it. <laughs> and then when yeah. it's her turn, she going to got it. So, you know, so that just speaks volumes. But y'all are doing great work and you all are sharing yeah. with, you know, your communities, you know, your sisterhood, you know, everybody, just some of the topics that are kind of taboo. Yeah, you know, and you're bringing so. it to them in a very comfortable way and in a safe way. 
So yeah, kudos to y'all. Thank you, babe. All the good stuff. I really appreciate you saying that. It was beyond a fucking pleasure to be able to do this alone with you for the first time. Look, even if we weren't born into the same family, I think the Lord would have brought us together in some capacity. It's really the reason I honestly, I will take credit (laughs) and you should take credit. We're the reasons that our, our family has stayed together as well as it has. I I don't care what anybody says because you and I and Reagan, like we're really the rocks. Like if it wasn't for us, I don't really don't think we would have a connection the way that we do. Right. Right. But, and you know what? Uh, you hitting on all the points that also comes into play with changes in families when Child. you lose those matriarchs and those patriarchs you gotta find new glue we we the new glue we the new generation of glue and it always is so disheartening when you do lose those matriarchs and patriarchs and families and it's just a dismantle i don't think that's gonna happen with us some shifts have been going on but we are still very much so a very strong family i think so too a very strong family because there's some that I don't, of course, I don't get along with everybody. Right. That's just because of how I've changed as a person. And I don't, but I don't hate people. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to watch it with you. You and I are never, we're not going to be close. Right. I have no intentions of being close to you. Like I know, Robin, I can be close to you. I know yeah. if I tell you something, it's not going to go anywhere. And you also know never that will. if it did go anywhere and the same with me. You tell me shit that you know is never going anywhere. Oh, definitely. Right. (laughs) We're both balls for each other. And if that ball was ever opened, you and I would have to have a motherfucking conversation that would not be cute. And neither one of us want to be not cute with each other. No. Because I respect you way too much for that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen ever. I don't think so either. (laughs) That's why I tell you everything. That's why I tell you. And that's why I'm thankful that you tell me the tea because I love the tea and I love to be messy as shit and only keep it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to keep it to myself because it's so fucking funny because I love my Auntie Alice. She's my favorite auntie. She's the type of auntie I aspire to be. I want to be, I want to be an auntie. Like I want Samani to think of me in the way that I think about my Auntie Alice. Oh, so Alice don't call me with this shit, but you, you unleash that shit when you get with me. I will never yes. forget when you came the last time I was in the house, you were showering and I just got all the tea there and I was just yes. so enamored. I was like, oh my God, bitch, tell me more. What the fuck? Why do people keep things from me? Like I'm not a fucking vault over here. Like I'm not here to tell your business. I just like knowing it cause it's funny as shit to me. It's or it's shit. like, what? But girl, listen, um. Well, all hearts and minds are clear at this point. And yes. um, you can find us on Unestablished Podcast on Instagram. You can find us. Um, we have a fan page on Facebook, Unestablished Podcast. And you can also email us with questions, thoughts, concerns, or even stories that resonate with the different um, topics that we discuss um, at unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. So um, I've just, I'm, again, so very thankful that my lovely cousin, Miss Robin Folks, was able to join me. She got me back on Chardonnay. Again, I wouldn't choose it for yeah. myself, but I won't I won't smack that bitch down when somebody says something about Chardonnay. I'll, right. I'll drink it. I right. will drink it. Now, Pinot Noir can kiss my ass. Chianti can kiss my ass. Yeah. But Chardonnay, Chardonnay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you slide, baby. I'll let you slide. Yes, it's not too Actually, okay. It's a good one. It, yeah, it's a good it's one. It's a good yeah. one. Again, thank you for having me, um, your listeners. I, I love you. I love that you support these three strong women. And I love that you find something every time you come to this podcast. And I pray that you all just have the best lives every day. Wake up with intention. Put yourself yes, first. Lord. Love yourself. Um, and just know that you are great, that you are beautiful, that we are all women. We are all special. We are God's gift to this earth. As black women, white women, we are the leaders. Yes. So honey, never, never underestimate your value or your worth. And make sure you surround yourself with women <clears throat> who believe Period. in you and that Absolutely. you can believe in so that you all can elevate. And if you ever yes. feel like you are at, at rock's bottom, reach out to somebody. We are beautiful. Mm-hmm. We are here for each other. Call me, text me, message me, whatever. Yes. I am here. I am. Yes. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yes. please okay 
Thank y'all so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> yes, honey. Boop. Girl, listen. This is that was so fan. much fun. I'm glad you had a good time. I told you, like, I told you this shit was gonna be so. <laughs> I told you this I, shit. Like, how how the fuck do you even edit this shit? So I literally I have to listen to it all over again, and I just that's three fucking hours. We have been doing this for three fucking hours. So I'm gonna have to take a Saturday. So we we've been doing good this particular season, and we've been like two episodes ahead. So usually mm-hmm. I I know ahead of time that I need to edit it. Like I have a, a episode that I need to edit a little bit today. I gotta take a nap before I do so. Right. Um, you know, to try and get ahead of myself because mm-hmm. it doesn't come out the week after next. Oh, well, next week rather, not this week, but next week. So I just put one out. So we're trying to stay ahead so that we can have time to have to ourselves, but also be able to edit it whenever. So, you know, I feel so inclined to edit that. Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.